Welcome back to Double D Do Business, and I am so excited with our guest here with me today. The first guest, of course, is... I'm not a guest. I, I, I'm, I'm treating I'm a you host. like a guest. I'm not a guest. Floyd Glover once said to me, the guest is a really brilliant mindset. So I'm applying it to you then. Great. Well, I'm a co-host, if not the host. So I'm the Debbie Moles Evans and you are... Dave Evans. Congratulations. Uh, who have we got with us today, Debbie? We've got Hayden Bratt, a leadership specialist. So I hear he's an expert. Well, I also know you two have got a lot of history, so we'll talk about that too. And Hayden, one of the things just to recognise is Dave always gets out of asking, answering questions. So as many questions as you can fire at him as possible would be awesome. I do oh, like that. sounds good. And I believe Debbie is creating um, a podcast myth. I'm not. I answered a question last time around. Right, let's carry on. Anyway, uh, as those of you who are listening to us for the first time today, we do like to follow a theme in season two, and that theme has seven parts to it. But Dave doesn't remember him. Uh, this one guy, I'm going to do it really <laughs> concisely, Hayden, <laughs> right? Number one is, and isn't it exciting, not even exciting news about that too, creating best version businesses is how we spend our time, and we want to focus in on this podcast about coaching, consulting, and creating. Making it's sure that. Three, then, no, no, I'm doing the seven in one. That was four. <laughs> it's gone wrong already, Hayden, right? <laughs> but there's three more, right? Yeah. Serving you, serving your team, and serving your business. So as you listen to the great things we have to go through on this episode, have a think about how you can apply them to those areas. Isn't that true, Debbie? That's fantastic. As I write very quickly to make sure that is very consistent in all future episodes. So, uh, Hayden, in the spirit of creating best version businesses, what do you spend your time doing, my friend? That's a great question. Thanks, Dave. Great to be on uh, this session with the two of you. Uh, looking forward to it. So what do we do? Um, so I lead a business called Mindset Leadership. And what we do is pretty much what it says on the tin. So we help people with their thinking so they can become better leaders. So I've got a big passion around actually the change that we want to make starts by changing the way that we think about things before we can start doing differently. So we, we that's what we do. We're mindset leadership. We help people with their thinking so they can become I better mean, leaders. Do you really believe that? I do truly believe it. Passionately believe it. I mean, I've got, I got another friend uh, who's like a PT guy, right? A nutritionist. And he says it's, it's, it's everything is about what food does to you. And, and, and you know, do you think he's right, then? What? Is it, it? Everything starts with thought. Everything. Really? Yes. Everything starts with thought. You're just being pedantic there. There's just no <laughs> It's actually very unattractive. May I just say? Uh, well, it just as well we don't run podcasts to be attractive. <laughs> Although best version self might be an improvement for me. Uh, anyway, the point is, Debbie, is that I actually do absolutely agree with Hayden. And I, I, I'm surprised at how many people aren't aware that everything about who you are starts inside your head, doesn't it? Absolutely, yeah. Uh, Hayden, can you think of maybe in your uh, career, one of your favorite examples of someone who's, you know who's taken a hold of this? And is, you know what, what happened next? Yeah, definitely. So there was a guy who, um, I remember the story, so the guy's name is Tom. He was on a leadership program that I was, was, was running for a, for a business that we worked with. And he came into the first session with one of those very typical arms folded, come on, external consultant guy, what can you teach me about my world? So in marketing, um, very, very resistant. And 
we started off the first session and we were talking about kind of yourself and understanding uh, your, in, your inner self and you found that a little bit tricky to get hold of. But by the end of session two, so I tend to drop in a lot of my own reading and learning as examples of things that people can pick up with, not from a I know more than you do point of view, but just actually if you're interested in this stuff, there's some great, great examples of things you can read. Um, by the end of session two, we shifted his mindset to the point that he came to me personally at the end of session two and asked me for my best recommendations around things that he should go and learn. So he shifted from being completely resistant to learning to actually, no, this is all good stuff and, I, and I'm embracing this. And seeing that shift within what was two days of, a, of an ongoing leadership program. And then throughout, he kept coming up to me to start the next one saying, this is what I've learned, this is what the book I've read, and have you read this book? So he was giving me titles. So it's a complete shift and it completely changed his, his whole physiology, his uh, way of, of, of behaving in the group itself, his relationships with the other group members, just because of this one simple shift or actually embracing the fact that I can learn and I can develop this kind of growth mindset attribute of being open to, to new ideas. Uh, and that was a, a real tangible example for me of how you can help people shift that dynamic. Yes. So now I was going to say, no, we had a really interesting conversation with our friends many, many years ago. It was their 40th birthday and we're all out celebrating. We're at their home. Um, and uh, we were all chatting and uh, started off with um, myself and his wife talking about, you know, that voice we've got in our head and we're all talking to each other. And it was that kind of very casual, dismissive um, conversation. And he just stopped and, and looked at all and went, what voice is that? And it was one of the most incredible moments for me, particularly as he had never associated that ability of inner voice and inner self to actually had a direct correlation to how he behaved, how he connected, how he um, actually did things. And uh, afterwards, he did say to us several months later, going, I really wish you'd not told me about this inner voice and now I recognise it all the time. But it's, it's really interesting that if we're in an environment where it isn't discussed or it isn't um, raised to an awareness of actually this is a benefit rather than a negative because we know particularly around mental health and things like that how we self-talk is our leverage of success ultimately because if we talk negatively and I think the bit for me, I might have done right in a moment actually. Before you do that, I, I... That's great. But I think it's, what you're saying is that ability to shift change of one is recognition that actually I can do this. Yeah. Two, particularly in business, I think it's most people are either scared or they just can't be bothered because it's quite comfortable doing what they've always done. Um, and then they get curious and I think curiosity is the bit that most people have lost because as adults we can get very grey, um, yeah. which is funny because I'm wearing grey. But on the, on the note of ranting, I don't think you're allowed to self-announce them. What do you mean? You, you see, when you rant, you can't self-announce your rant. I think I'm going to have a rant in a minute. I don't think I right. You just have the noise is the anchor, right? right? Okay. So when we hear your anchor, we should be bracing our seatbelts, going, oh, oh, here we go. You did. I think in your example, Hayden, you did a better job than me. I, I remember years ago, someone we all know, let's talk about who it is by name, Gary Strickland. Gary Strickland came to see us in a workshop one day, and he came along to the glass doors of a suite that where I was the coach, and he said the following sentence. I'm here for this blinking rubbish course. <laughs> and I gave him a giant marker pen and said, I think you'll find it's two floors down. He goes down, down, down these steps to these two floors down to another suite. 
to where he gets told by the person who was running that suite, no, it's back up where it was. So on his return, I asked him, did you bring a different mindset with you this time? I hope you have. <laughs> and he, he just looked there completely stunned at me. So you clearly did a much better job than me. Uh, of course, we were agitating the leadership in that particular business. So that's why we, anything we did was like that. But I, I guess that power of thought change though, Debbie, who's your favorite? What? thought change that you've seen? Because I think yours has been pretty remarkable. Um, well, I wouldn't say it's my favourite. I mean, I think what we have to be aware of is anybody who goes through, because I'm sure you've got lots of examples, it's very uncomfortable. Any self-discovery and any self-awareness is uncomfortable. And as humans, why would I make myself uncomfortable? So I think for me, it's been a long process and it's still carrying on and it's nice to come out the other side. But I actually do think that it's important that we understand that it's it's not happy, clappy, it's not um, psycho bubble, a babble, it's, this is real stuff where, and I actually do think social media is- psycho bubble an actual That's thing? a babble, so I know you did, I know you did, but is it, do you know if to think? Can you imagine? Well, because you think about it, psycho, that's not good on its own as a word. Psycho is the type of word that has to be bolted to something, to be dialed down. If you're in a bubble, the psycho, that's not good, is it? It's definitely not That's good. the wrong type of thoughts, isn't it, Hayden? Just so I, I know it's a tangent, Terry. It's a tangent because I've completely lost my uh, Hayden, I believe you have an event coming up in March. Is that true? We do, yeah. So, what is it? Um, what is it? So we are running uh, Micro Leadership Live. So Micro Leadership is the book that I wrote uh, in 2018. Um, which is all about the micro choices, the, the the small changes we make to become even better as leaders. So rather than the golden bullet that everybody's seeking for, coming back to Debbie's just point about how uncomfortable it can be, but it's recognizing the small shifts we can make. So we've decided to take that content and bring it to to the market in, in a live environment where they can come uh, and experience micro leadership. Uh, learn about the six habits of the microleaders, which is what we've developed through the research we've done. And uh, with me, the author, um, go through that content uh, and explore their own leadership from the perspective of these six habits. And they also get a uh, personalized microassessment, which is uh, an evaluator of how well they do against the six habits. So it creates that awareness we talked about. Actually, how do we build that awareness of how am I doing against these six specific is the assessment actually tiny it is it's a tiny paper you have to get like a lens out and read it (laughs) and then it's normal size even the post-it notes that's right sorry where can we buy your book where's your book available for listeners to to source and seek out so you can get that on amazon uh, yeah, so that's where we distribute uh, micro leadership. So just look for micro leadership by Hayden Bratt on Amazon, and you'll find it. I will put that in the in the titles at the end, Debbie. Yes, I will do. You will. <laughs> so Hayden, where from your um, your uh, skills and your knowledge and your experience, what moved you into the focus of micro leadership? So I was um, so. Which is where I first started working with you guys, actually, as to this kind of um, realization that actually there was more that I wanted to get involved in and do. And as I started to look around, we all we often talk about organizations as this kind of third party big entity, and people talk about the organization does that, the organization does this. But the more I started to work with leaders and coaches and to understand different dynamics, 
it came down to every single business on the planet, no matter how technologically advanced it is, all exist because of the individual interactions between you and a, another person in any one moment. So even if you're a CEO of a, you know, a FTSE 250 massive organization, it's the individual interaction between you and your board members that will de determine whether your vision, your strategy comes to reality and the interactions that they then have with the people who they're related to. So that's what really got me onto this thought around this micro bit. You can take this macro concept, but it only lives and breathes through my ability to influence or interact with the person next to me. And it's in those little moments, those individual conversations that we build strategy, we build change, we build uh, the new vision and the new future that we're looking for. Because if you can't get those individual interactions right, you're never going to land your strategy or your change. So, so that was the concept. And the subline for the book is that the um, uh, the undeniable power of tiny interactions to create enormous results. And it's the whole concept of marginal gains, um, small individual changes that we can make if we repeat consistently, time after time, day after day, leads to the big outcomes that you're looking for. I love it. Um, how would you assess our micro leadership today? Ours. No, yours. <laughs> anyway, it's just yours, David. I'm just ignoring you because um, so I've just got a Marcus Aurelius. So I'm, I'm doing lots of uh, philosophical uh, research at the minute because I'm really yeah. embracing it. I'm really enjoying it. I'm, I'm a fan of favourite, Marcus Aurelius from 168 AD. And this fascinates me that we have people from hundreds and hundreds of hundreds of centuries ago who have the ability to translate what is currently happening in modern day society. And this picks up with your micro. You have power over your mind, not outside events. Realize this and you'll find strength. And the ability to communicate effectively with other people is one we have to understand ourselves first before we can do that because our messages get so discombobulated and messed up and misinterpreted by ourselves first before yeah. we even get to have those conversations. That's really I heard a really, on that bit, I heard a really interesting, uh, I was listening to a podcast a few, years, a few weeks ago um, from a guy called Oscar Trimboli, talked about listening. And one of the stats he gave, he gave three numbers, which was 125, 400, and 900. So 125 is the average number of words we can express in a minute. 400 is the average number of words we can listen to or tune into. But 900 is the amount of words that are going to our brain in a minute. So we can only express 125 of the 900 words that might be going through our brain in any one moment or any minute in time. So of course, what comes out might not match what was going on internally. And our ability to control that and manage that is really powerful, I think. I think Hayden's just summarized me, though. Really? <laughs> yeah. I'm not quite certain. That's, that's my new excuse. No, you have 900 <laughs> words to start with, Dave. Yeah. And then you actually go backwards to 125 that were originally in your head. I think that's actually what happens to you. Personally, but well, there you go. Dave can say something using thousands of words, which most people can translate into a sentence. Most people. Most people, yeah. That's, that's, a, very, that's a very interesting Definitely me, anyway. Yeah. Definitely yeah. me. <laughs> So what you're saying is, you like to take all of my words and turn them into a refined product. Well, we know that. That's that how our business yeah, has been built, Dave. will post stuff that I've said, and I go, wow, that's really good. And it was just taken out of a sentence. <laughs>
she missed the ends off. <laughs> the power of words. So, Helen, it's, I, I'm really delighted that we're talking to you today about the power of thoughts. Um, last Debbie did put her uh, put the safety rails up here. So I, I want to share a conversation I was having with one of my sons this last week about the power of thoughts. And he was talking about um, cosmetic things that people, any sex, have done to their bodies. Uh, and I was attempting to explain to this, he's a young, they're both young men, our boys. Um, I was trying to explain that um, a thought comes before this, the decision of what you do cosmetically. And, and I was trying to say to him really carefully that if you have something done and you're expecting it to replace where the thought weakness is, it's not gonna work out. But if you have something done and you feel whole, secure, you love yourself, not in an egotistic way naturally, but you're at, you're at peace with who you are, then the decision is a great one. But if you go in with this naivety that it's gonna replace an insecurity or a thought that's not designed to realize you're a beautiful human being, then you may find you're gonna have greater problems later. And that's just another example of great thinking, great thoughts. In the same way in business, you often find like we do, that people will say, why are people not doing it? And it's because we didn't go far enough to elicit the thinking required to change the beliefs of the person listening. And worse than that, we see a lot in business, or my experience is, we will uh, spend a lot of money on a new system and process yeah. that will just sit on top of bad behaviors because the thought hasn't changed. So you are wasting that investment on a new system and process because actually it's going to override or sit on top of already pre-existing poor thinking. And if you don't do anything about the thinking, you'll never optimise the outputs of the return on investment. Yeah, I totally agree with that one. I think it's it's one of the ne most neglected parts of business that, you know, and why most things fail. You know, I, I've written recently about how consultants all go in a business and rather than think about an internal sustainable support for that business, they look at this long-term contract that might earn them X amount of money and actually the responsibility for us as external um, suppliers to a business is to give them the skills to be successful and yeah. we've got to have our own inner belief that says well the value of added means we'll get more business and I think unfortunately even our industries is, can be inherent of even that same behaviour that we think we can go and change up without actually us finishing our own thoughts properly. Now I have to ask you, are you were you preparing for something? I was on a, on your last point though, and I now I've now moved on, so it doesn't seem that it's coming. Oh, so it's going. a it's a rant free zone. It is right now, yeah. All right, then <laughs> let's, let's let's keep going. I mean, this is incredible. Eighteen <laughs> and a half minutes in, and there's been no rant yet, or cycling stories. So, uh, so I think I'm. Had a whole season one of them. And I set you up with marginal gains as well. You, you had a, you had an easy in. Yeah. I did, yeah. There's a wider audience, and any cyclists out there, no disrespect to you, but they're not all of us are cyclists. So you know, there are different analogies that we can then use. But you're in a life cycle. Really, we just said we weren't going to do it. I'm not talking about cycling. I'm talking about a life cycle. Um, Hayden, do you have any questions that you would like to ask Dave? I do. I would, love to, I would love to know what, uh, so one of the things that we are really interested in is what's going to come next. So our, our, sub, our subline mindset leadership is mastering tomorrow. So my question for you is, what do you think is the biggest thing that's going to affect our all of our tomorrows from a leadership perspective? 
Ah, that's a great question. Um, I think that we're going into an era where leaders running companies today and running companies tomorrow have got to deal with the fact the world wants change. And it's not change of your company, it's not change of your industry, it's not AI, it's not tech. Tomorrow's generation want the leaders of today, forgive me Debbie, to give a shit. And I'm not convinced, even now, they do enough. Because they're, you know, at our age today, and we're all really young of course, um, <laughs> right? Um, there are decisions that we, we could make next year, we might not be affected by anymore. So I think the biggest challenge that leaders are gonna face is that the world is desiring change almost in every country you go into. Which also means there is a, a, a bedrock for some type of causal attitude sweep that could do something quite significant if people tapped into it. Absolutely. It's not very loud. <laughs> oh, that's better. Activate the okay, rant. here goes. So, mastering our tomorrows, absolutely love the terminology. This is my challenge to society right now. To master our tomorrows, we have got to get rid of labelling people. Sorry, I went off again. Uh, we've got to get over and do the shift change of labelling people. People are not snowflakes, millennials. We are Humans. different generations, human, human to yeah. human, and we are missing the whole point and the yeah. opportunity. The change that is happening right now is, for me, hugely exciting. We have got a generation of workforce that is the most powerful it has been pretty much since the industrial revolution and for me and this is the bit i get really impassioned about is the fact is if we continue to label people we limit and as humans going back to our discomfort and comfort necessity requirements we will conform to a label we will allow ourselves to fit into this box because it's so much easier to deal with and actually what we're doing by doing that is enhancing poor behaviors poor language poor interaction and actually yeah. we are allowing that to happen as a generation we should be saying one remove the ego there is should be never be ego in business it's ridiculous and there is and there is a historical generation element that says i have got all this knowledge therefore i am better than you no it doesn't we are now in a society where technology we've got three grandchildren and our grandchildren are going to surpass us on technology usage and interaction therefore we should be learning from them and then what we should be doing is embracing the people that have got years of experience in industry and bringing them back into the into the workplace to say right what can we do how do we bring this together and i think that to me is mastering our tomorrows remove yeah. the labels and work together and for god's sakes be freaking nice i don't get it i don't get the let's treat each other like s-h-i-t like david doesn't know me swear it's normally me that swears like a trooper <laughs> but i think that that to me is a my rant is now disappointing slowly love it because that, that's one of the things we talk about in micro leadership is we refuse to word, use the phrase millennial centennial we talk just, about multi-generational teams yeah it's just the first ridiculous. time ever we got five generations in the workplace yeah first time ever uh, you're, you're absolutely spot on hayden and it's it's, it's removed them but it's both sides oh yeah uh, so, it's so everybody you know, everybody has to do it every human has to do it because i'm not interested with you 20. i remember years ago hearing 
um, uh, a leadership truth. I think it was from uh, Zig Ziglar who said this originally: that you reward, you build leadership on potential, not on on length of service. Back in the day, that was considered to be revolutionary, right?、Mm-hmm. Um, we now know it isn't, but it's a tested principle that's true to this day, and that's applicable to. If you take the labels away, you can apply that. So, what if the next person leading the company is twenty-two? Totally agree. Right? What if they are the best equipped person in the universe to do it? You know, I, I can't wait to see poli- political parties around the world starting to recruit people much, much younger to do much bigger jobs who will care more about the world we're part of than we ever can because we we are all a product of the current system. Yeah. Anyway, Hayden, let's come back to you. <laughs> There you go. That was my little rant. I'm I'm delighted that you feel the same because it is. I'm really,、uh, you know, I'm I'm focused on that because I think as a as a human and even as as I've kind of grown and developed, I love getting older. I think it's one of the best things that can happen to you in your whole life、yeah. because the ability to have different perspectives, different interactions, learn different cultures, learn different languages, embrace all the things that humans are, and all those foibles. And the things that we f up, and all of those things, are to me the better parts of humanity, rather than the stuff that we focus on. So I was listening to this、um, podcast on Saturday、uh, with Colin O'Brady, who, who was the first guy to walk across the Antarctic unaided,、uh, and he said this, and it was really profound. He said, "If you imagine like all life's experience from a naught to a ten on a scale, so naught is the worst, the shittiest." Yeah. Language part of, of of humanity, and then ten is those most brilliant days, those brilliant moments. Most people exist their life somewhere between a four and a six. They are so scared of the zero that they take everything out, every risk out of their life to avoid the zero, which automatically means that you're missing out on the seven to the ten. And I, and that really resonated with me because that was part of my journey. Is I I was living a life where I was absolutely in that four to six zone. Of playing it safe, being used grey earlier. I think、uh, I was once called the grey man because I really didn't show my true colours ever, and actually that was so limiting. So actually, being willing to step outside of that zone, knowing that you're going to risk a zero,、yeah. you're going to risk those really bad days where things are pretty horrible, so you can experience the the tens of of, of, of the absolute peaks of, of human emotion and. That was really profound on on Saturday on that that, that、uh, um, really good description.、Uh, and, yeah. and, let's, and, and let's reflect that back to our listeners right now. We got four minutes to go before our podcast up will stop. No, it's just now. It's fine. Oh, is it? Oh, I mean, okay. I, this last time I messed it up. You see? Oh, you might be right. Yeah. Oh no, you actually right. I am right. Okay. So, Manage your words. Come on, get it out fast. The question is: Are you in the four to six zone? And if you are, do you desire? The six plus,、uh, because if you do and you're listening to this,、uh, Hayden's advice today is a, is a life changer. If you find out what that is, or dealing with a zero, or dealing with a zero, yeah. And whatever your number is, we're, we're not, the number is actually less important. But if your heart and desire and soul is you want better than what you're doing, or you desire a change, what if you use this day to start that change process? Seek Hayden out directly. Ask him how did he do it. Um, in his company, which we'll come back to in a moment. So, Hayden, you got 60 seconds. Tell us the one thing you want everyone to remember about you, and you're definitely not the grey man. <laughs> Thank you very much. So, the one thing I want people to remember about me is I am passionate about the future of、uh, leadership and the role that leaders can play in creating a better world. So, 
when we think about leadership for us it's not about helping the leaders be better but it's about helping the people who work for those leaders have a better life because if they're led in the right way they'll want to go to work and have a place to be brilliant and one of the things i always tell people is your job as a leader is to help the people around you be brilliant that's your number one priority above anything else so if we can create leaders who create brilliance around them people will have much better enjoyment from work and that's what i'm on a on a crusade or a cause to create i think people should get better at being uncomfortable that's my finish agreed yeah I'm not quite sure what that noise was. Well, yeah, it does yeah. matter. <laughs> um, so, two minutes to go. Let's do a little bit of a recap today. So, if you want to hear more about uh, Hayden's uh, Micro Leadership Live event, March the 31st, 31st uh, then get in touch with them. The links are in this podcast. Debbie, of course, who's putting those in. And number one, number two, Everything you do starts and stops with a thought. And spend this day or this week thinking about the power of your thoughts and what effect are they having on you positively or negatively, or in the case Debbie gave, not even at all. And as you, again, follow us as a group on the podcast on Double D New Business, remember, we're inviting you to become the best version of yourselves and we love talking to you about coaching, as Hayden showed you today. Consulting, as Debbie's referenced today, and looking to create new solutions to help us all be better in whatever field of work that we're in. Hayden, thank you so much Thanks, for your Hayden. time. You've been You're an welcome. absolute star on the show. Debbie, once again, thank you. Thanks. I mean, that's a record for the rant being so late. And uh, do join us next time for the next episode of Double D New Business. I've been Dave Evans. This has been Double D New Business. I think I'm plugging it accidentally there. And he's actually completely deleted me and Hayden. And Hayden's been here with Debbie, who's not deleted at all. Anyway, thank you for joining us on Double D New Business. Every success with your learning. Thank you.